Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to episode 30 of... Is this place haunted? Welcome to Magical. Magical. <laughs> Episode 30. I know, I actually just remembered as I was saying that there. I don't know if you could see it in my face. I can remember last week when it was 29 and being like, I can't believe we're going to be in our 30th episode soon. I know, who'd have thought? We've actually done really well. I know, and thanks for all the people who have been here from beginning to end and for the new listeners, old listeners. We see you. We appreciate you. I know, thanks. Also, there's like quite a lot of people in America listening and um, you know, thanks. <laughs> there's a wild amount of Americans listening and we are no. so thankful. Thank you. There's a lot in like Dallas, San Francisco. LA. LA. There's a lot in Toronto. I don't know if you saw that in Canada. I know that's Canada, guys. <laughs> there's also a lot in like New York, New Jersey area. Wild. Also a lot in London. I know. Thanks to all our English people. Love y'all. Love y'all. Um, so thankful. So, so thankful. Um, anyway, Lauren, how are you? I'm really good. Um, shall I just go right into it? Great. Into it. <laughs> right. Well, maybe some people who follow us on Instagram maybe saw this right. But um, I had, like, everyone knows who listens to the podcast, I do live above a funeral parlour, right? And... Um, normally nothing happens ever like nothing happens ever I think I've been here for about four years and like yeah it's a normal house and if you want to buy it it's online however last night got in from my friends pottering about decided to make a roast dinner I was cooking for I must have been downstairs for like an hour just coming back and forward cooking and there's a particular light that sometimes if someone leans on it or gives it a really big bump it like flashes right but it only happens when, literally, like, so I've seen my friend Laura, who's a total cynic, even she was a bit freaked out by this, because 
every time she comes over, she knocks it. And I'm like, Laura. <laughs> but she was like, how did that happen? So anyway, I noticed last night it was like sporadically just kept flashing and not just flashing once, like someone bumped it, like flash, 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 flash. And eventually I was getting fed up because I, by the way, it was the only light I had on in the house. Like the whole of the rest of the house was dark, which kind of freaked me out a bit. I don't know why I didn't have any other lights on. It's because I started cooking when it was kind of light. And then by the time I was mid cooking, it was dark. And listen, I'm all for ambiance. I am with you on that one. I'm all for ambiance, one light. However, not when that was happening. (laughs) I know. So anyway, it's kept doing it. And I just thought, I'm not walking by it. There's no reason for it to go off. And eventually I just sort of turned around and I was like, okay, like if you're there, or like if you're there, because I said something before I sent the video to you, I was like, if you're there, tap the lamp. Let me know that you're here. And literally on commands, like maybe a couple of seconds after I said it, it flashed. And it didn't just flash like somebody bumped it. It flashed, 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 flashed. And I know I said I was quite brave and I was like, whatever. But I did get quite freaked out at that point. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. I was like, don't do it anymore because I'm scared. <laughs> but it was the, it was weird though. Because, and anyway, I there was a, there wasn't a vibe afterwards. But then I noticed that someone must have been downstairs this morning because I heard them knocking together a coffin. And I was like, maybe somebody really? was really active last night. That's almost like a cause and effect, isn't it? Like that happened and then you've got proof that somebody was downstairs. Because we did say that. Well, in the past, there's definitely been... But I I was saying last night, I think like the ghosts are here for like two seconds and then they're like, oh my God, this girl's so boring. All she does is (laughs) TV and vape. (laughs) Like, I need to like... I need to go. This is too much. (laughs) Like, and they just leave. Because even see, when I came back upstairs, I pure cranked on the old sex and city or whatever it was and uh i didn't feel anything for this tonight because they'd always thought oh this bitch is boring i'm glad she's finished her roast chicken maybe as well <laughs> after you said you're starting to creep me out maybe they were like okay fair enough we'll stop possibly i was like oh but it was it was it was it was strange and it would be so funny for that to happen just as like i'm kind of like trying to leave the house as well when nothing's happened up to that point what Apparently- makes yesterday weird was we were talking about the spooky things that we had done that day yeah and you said the vibe's really weird tonight this light keep flashing and then the next thing i know you were sending me this video like holy shit and then i was like get that on fucking instagram right now Mm. i was like think of the brand darling (laughs) i know you were like what get out on instagram (laughs) so i was like get out on instagram now (laughs) and so the video that is on instagram is the video that lauren sent me and it's her going what the fuck i know (laughs) i actually feel really bad i thought my mum was going to tell me off for sharing (laughs) i did get a fright like i was probably like fucking hell (laughs) three fair waves in that moment i I would have definitely sworn but you've got like you've got balls the size of bloody sack bacon's I would have fleed. I would have been gone. Well, the way I see it, right, is that, I mean, this is my house. This is my home. Like, this is my house, bitch. This is my house. And I'm like, I've sanded all them floors, you know. And I just think, like, sometimes there's not, well, what else would I do? Get off, get the cats and go to my mum's house or whatever. I still, like, you know. Listen, Ebenezer, if you're going to do that, chicken tenner for the lecky. I know. I'm like, if you're hanging about, you better be paying for the utility bills um but yeah basically no nah, just get on with it 
and actually and i've told you this before the vibe sometimes on the bit be- be- the floor like the mid floor which is like between the basement which is where the morgue is and then or Osaka. Do you know when I think about it in retrospect, it is mental that I live above a, a, a morgue and I didn't know when we moved in. Like, isn't mental. that crazy? Yes. It is crazy. Yes. Um, I'm a fucking fool. But anyway, so but downstairs on a dark night, it can be quite it can be weird. But even last night, and I'm quite arsy, like I won't turn the lights on because of like the bells. <laughs> so I'll like go downstairs and like lock the front door in the dark and stuff and not like and the two reception rooms are quite weird sometimes anyway yeah. it's a lovely house yeah. but when I go upstairs whereas like because that's where my PlayStation is I basically it's like you're in two different houses it's really weird I agree with that I do you agree mm-hmm. downstairs feels colder and I know that, <laughs> I know that temperature wise does make sense because heat rises but yeah there's a reason for that <laughs> but I mean like I mean, like, emotionally colder. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, see... I felt more freaked out downstairs in your house, and I didn't feel freaked out at all upstairs. But when I went downstairs to get something at yours and had to come back upstairs in the dark, I can remember, like, bolting upstairs. So I... Yeah, I know what you mean, right? I love how I'm here by myself and there is no lights on. (laughs) Like, But, like, apart from in the room. But basically, because I don't like the living room or the front reception room at all I don't like it I don't like sitting in there the only time I ever used to sit in there was when I was still with my partner and we'd watch tv in there right but like weirdly she used to love the front room and I hated it she'd spend all day reading in there and stuff like that and I would be like red flag red flag (laughs) but like the back of the but the back of I like the dining room and I like the kitchen Mm -hmm. but that space but of course my house used to be an old um it was actually a joinery like it was a, it was like a joinery shop that's why it's got old locks on the doors and stuff like that so it was actually it was a, it's more like a shop downstairs than a home yeah yeah that makes sense I, I i guess that like i don't think i slept like a log upstairs i don't know if i would have downstairs do you know what i mean yeah i've never slept downstairs I don't know if I would. The I vibe, me, oh. It's not bad vibe, but the vibe's different. Yeah, upstairs is a bit more like, well, hey. But here, the weird thing about this house is it's been extended and extended and extended over the years, like up, 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 up. So like the, the newest part of the house is actually the office and Leah's room where she saw that weird thing that night. I wouldn't see. The weird thing is I wouldn't sleep in that room. I don't know why I'm whispering. But I wouldn't sleep in that room. <laughs> so there's somebody there, and you're like, I wouldn't. Well, no, yeah, and you know what? Ha- Leah didn't give two shits about that, by the way. She was telling me about it. She's like, yeah, I don't care. You know what kids are like, or whatever. But I mean, I, I suppose I-, I wouldn't be like that as a kid. I would shit myself. She was very, she's very, very like that though. She's like, whatevs. <laughs> she she has actually, and um, there's this really really weird tunnel in the place where I live, and there's basically um yeah there's like a, well you know about the old abandoned like railway tunnel and like mm-hmm. leah and her friend literally were like come on Lauren, come on let's go through it because i was out with them for a walk one day and all they had is their bloody camera like lights camera phone lights can't see fuck all and i was literally like guys we're gonna die in here and it's gonna be all <laughs> like, like was- you guys can be the first killed if you want <laughs> but then the thing is Leah and, and 
our friends were like would be like we come in here all the time with our friends like with their camera phones uh, like with our camera lights I'm just like you guys are crazy kids literally I can remember going down that railway though um and there was like an old abandoned kind of house thing that we used to go and peek in it was really creepy speaking of abandoned my story so I fully trespassed onto property that was not mine um so me and my friend went exploring at the weekend in this old abandoned youth offenders prison Uh, I think it was operational from the 50s to the 80s and it was for kind of wayward boys or boys who had committed crimes and it still stands it's just completely abandoned it's all like gated off and there was like I feel like I shouldn't keep going because I'm basically putting myself at the scene of the crime (laughs) but don't say where it is or don't say what it is (laughs) I'm gonna google it now actually there was like a little hole in the fence we climbed in and my god creepy af and there was like some parts that felt okay like the upstairs in it actually didn't feel bad but there was a vibe downstairs definitely my friend was getting really freaked out by me because i kept being like i'm gonna get the emf text out and she was like stop <laughs> it so i was like pulling it out and um some responses came through on like the spirit box thing I think I think that is kind of a bullshit app. I need to get the one that um what's their name habit help my house is haunted. That was kind of bullshitty. But I heard a little boy laugh. That's so weird. I, and I and I didn't say to her because she was already creeped out. I'm looking at where it is by the way and it is literally sorry, I, my light just flashed in the room and it never was that. Fucking kidding me. Yeah, no marmalade. I'm like proper freaked out too. Um, that was weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I'm actually just looking at it on Google, and I can see it's like quite remote, isn't it? Like, you know, yes. it's not, why would why any why would there be any children there? Well, it wouldn't be unless you committed crime. I can't believe that just oh. happened. <laughs> do, you, do you see that on camera? We will have it on camera. Well, the only thing I will say is that that lamp for some reason that is also faulty i must be like ripping them out the, the wall or whatever when i'm angry in that like because that is faulty too so but marmalade's just sat up as well so i don't know oh no felicia no felicia i'm out oh, felicia, no um, look up your kids it looks look scary. Up it does look scary though oh it was so creepy i'll put i need to put photos on our instagram i'm holding off on putting on instagram and tiktok in case there's a security camera that caught me there. <laughs> By the way, um, what was going to say as well? Oh, I've totally forgotten. I was going to make a like a ghostly thing about it. Definitely. So there was there's history of abuse there. Um, apparently, like some of the prison wardens used to like put the wee boys in like the washing machine to teach them a lesson. Yeah. Well, like turn on. Mm-hmm. How the fuck you do that without killing the child? I think you just put them on and like put it on for a bit. I, I don't know. I, I can't say I've, I can't say I've done it, so I can't really say. <laughs> that's awful. Do you know that's such a fear of mine? Like, um, that accidentally one of my animals like crawls in, like, and I don't know. <gasps> Do you know one time I thought I actually, I actually one hundred percent thought that Oreo, who was my old cat or or wee kitten that was killed, um, well not by me, um, I thought or the washing machine. Yeah. 
I honestly, because I, I couldn't find him anywhere. And I was freaking out. Um, thank God he wasn't. What would you <laughs> was actually like, do? I, would, I think it would be traumatising if that... <gasps> I ripped open... I actually ripped... Not ripped open, but I got it open mid-cycle and all the water came out. I was literally like... Oh, yeah, if I was worried about that. There, I was like, fuck. But no, he was somewhere else. He was asleep under the bed or some shit. <laughs> you like, had a flood like, oh, hell. <laughs> Here now. That was when the utility room is still upstairs in this house for some reason as well. So. Oh, um that's what i was gonna say what i've decided for my next house i don't really like upstairs downstairs i've decided i don't know if i do yeah, bungalow gal i think i'm gonna go back to the bungalow life after now fair i grew up in a bungalow so did i, I grew up in one and it wasn't creepy it wasn't haunted <laughs> it could there could be a haunted one um but there's something about I know what you mean. Like, there's something about being downstairs and potentially hearing something upstairs or vice versa that's quite creepy. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I always think it's, like, quite oppressive for some reason. I don't know why. Like, if you're downstairs, it feels more oppressive when you've got a level on top of you that's, like, people are on and stuff. But then again, the other thing I would say is it is annoying, though, to have bedrooms really close to each other. Like, but then again, all the bedrooms are close to each other upstairs. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Do you know what gives me like the biggest fear, especially when you're living alone, is like looking out in the kitchen window when it's pitch black outside. Yeah, I mean, in the middle of the night, or when you have to like go downstairs for a glass of water, and I'm like, loud Jesus. Well, when you think about it, when I look out my dining room window, all I see is a big mass of woodshed. That they build that coffins in. They used to build coffins in, and and where they roll in bodies. But I, I, you know, it's so strange. I literally, I have never been like freaked out ever to that extent by the house. Like never. Not even last night. I was like, whatever. I'm trying to finish my dinner. You're like, keep it on so I can see my roast. <laughs> no, I'm like, please leave for a bit. <laughs> like, Let me have my chase. But my mum and dad's old house, um, where we used to live. Oh my god, that was in the middle of the countryside and we were surrounded by woods. So that was freaky. Like I used to look out in the middle of the night and think I was gonna see like an alien or some shit. I don't believe you. I remember my pal at school had this like massive countryside house and Oh, sorry, my throat made a noise. (laughs) Um and she had like a jacuzzi in the garden in this like little like jacuzzi shed i'm not expecting to it anyway whenever she had an empty back in the day we would all be in that hot tub and like miles off like fields and woods around us and i think i've told this story in one of the episodes about where one of my i did because one of my friends at school was like had a phobia of chicken oh the chicken yeah yeah, yeah. so we were all gonna jump out with, with a chicken <laughs> So we're all going to jump out with a chicken and we had like this raw chicken ready to go and we heard the door open and we like ran out to jump out on her and there was no one there. And like that was a creepy house for shit like that to happen because it was right in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I can imagine. Like I've told you before, like living in the middle of nowhere really appeals to me in other ways. Well, I'm going to view a house on Thursday that's literally in the middle of nowhere. That sounds glorious. Like no people. Amazing. Well, well not like 
yeah plus a tub of a big fuck off garden and believe you me babes the first thing i'm going to be doing is getting a hot tub put in <laughs> literally mm. i'm legit getting a hot tub put in like immediately if maybe i buy some, that house. maybe some raw chicken <laughs> yeah and some raw Just chicken around the sides of it <laughs> like, yeah I'm, I'm gonna get live chickens i've decided i'm gonna have a chicken coop oh my god you should do that my friend uh madeline's family have had chickens as long as i've known her um and they have like eggs fresh eggs every day from them they're so cute I my mum has them but probably well, had them but problem is her chickens she had three chickens and she's got like quite a small garden so like the chickens used to just like wreck the place do you know why i thought you were gonna say she has three chickens and quite a small mouth i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> she's got loads of chickens and a small mouth she oh. can eat all the eggs I thought that was where that was going <laughs> she's like I simply cannot <laughs> you know there's something to be said about free range chickens by the way because my mum used to get double yuked double yuked oh, 100% 100% my friend Madeline when I had eggs at hers they tasted unreal no I'm going to get a wee mini goat as well I've decided I want a wee goat, a wee mini <laughs> goat. oh my god You'll need to give people a warning about that. <laughs> I was being the goat in the Taylor Swift video. That was so loud. <laughs> Actually, give me a fright. <laughs> Jesus. I hope my goats don't sound like that. <laughs> Did you think Beyonce was on the podcast? Oh my God, I love Beyonce. She doesn't sound like a goat. <laughs> no, seriously. I Well, I hope they don't sound like that, but also... <laughs> <laughs> lol yeah. sorry for baking people's <laughs> it was like a cackle i was doing you know, remember the taylor swift video when it was like i knew you were in trouble and then the goat would go Aah! yeah that's what yeah. i was trying to do we used to do that in the gay clubs all the time when that came on well <laughs> well my joke went down like a lead bloody balloon sorry no joking um <laughs> So, will I move on to this week's episode? Yeah, and I think we can get away with all that chat because it was all mostly spooky stuff. Yeah. So, this week is the first of our true crime tangents. So, we're looking at doing these once a month. Having said that, this is quite a big topic. So, I will be doing an episode this week and next week on this because um, it's massive. Like, there's so much. This is one of those cases where there's so much information about it online. That you're yeah. almost spoiled for choice, but you kind of had to distinguish what's real and what's kind of sensationalizing. And even in smaller topics, though, like I find even when they had my vaults last week, it's like you find conflicting information all the time. Totally. Like, it's hard. Like, anyway, sorry. No, no, don't, don't apologize. Um, this case, I have tried really hard to focus on Elizabeth Shore as a person rather than like glamorizing how horrendously she was murdered and there's so much to cover so this episode is going to cover the the case what happened who elizabeth short was as a person her last days where she was last seen and the murder itself and we're going to talk through the autopsy as well next week episode i'm going to talk through theories of who the murderer is i have a very strong theory do you like not me personally like All i right. I find one of them very strong. Like, I think it's more than likely that this, that person did it. But there's a few, and we will talk through them all. And then, so next week we'll talk through the theories, and we're going to talk through the ghost that's been seen of Elizabeth Short after she died. So, 
Are you ready, Lauren? I am. I'm excited. Okay, so on the 15th of January 1947, Betty Bersinger went a walk with her three-year-old daughter in the neighbourhood of Lehman Park, Los Angeles. Whilst walking on a pavement past an empty lot, which is just like a grassy area for people in the UK, <laughs> um, they saw what they thought was an old mannequin. She noted how white it looked. After a few moments, Betty realised it was a corpse and she ran to call the authorities. The body found at the scene was that of Elizabeth Short, a 22-year-old aspiring actress from Medford, Massachusetts. The mutilation of her body was gruesome and severe and the murder hasn't been solved to this day. So today we're going to talk through Elizabeth's short life, the ordeal she went through and um, kind of what her final steps were. They're not, they're not clear. Next week, like I said, we're going to go into who could have possibly done this to her and the fact that she is still seen today. So a common theme in today's episode is going to be raging at the patriarchy. Hmm. The way that she was treated and her family were treated is just, you, y'all are going to get angry. So here's your warning. <clears throat> I'm also just going to pop a wee trigger warning here before I continue because what happened to her was brutal and it's going to be graphic in description of torture and murder. So skip on ahead if if you will struggle with that. In fact, just don't listen. <laughs> just, just don't. Just skip this episode. <laughs> so Elizabeth was born on July 29th of 1924 in Boston, and she was a middle child of five sisters. Her dad was named Cleo Short, and he built miniature golf courses for a living. Unfortunately, he lost almost all of his savings due to the stock mar- market crash of eight- 1929. Seemingly in response to this, he disappeared in 1930, and after that, his car was found abandoned on the Charlestown Bridge in Boston. And it was presumed that he had died by suicide. And I need you to pop a pin in this for later. Side note, do you know why we shouldn't say committed suicide? Is this this thing on TikTok where people keep saying unalived all the time or something? No, that's because that's um, like TikTok just blocks any talk of that. Oh, does it? All right, okay. So... Some time ago, probably far too recent to excuse this, suicide was considered a crime. So if you committed suicide, it's because you committed the crime of suicide. All right. So we shouldn't say committed suicide. We should say died by suicide or completed suicide. Either or. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Because okay. yeah. like, it's committing a crime. That's basically what it's inferring. I didn't know that until last week. Anyway, learned that at work. <clears throat> so he had he was presumed to have died by suicide. Elizabeth's mother, who was called Phoebe May Sawyer, was a housewife before her husband's sudden, sudden disappearance and possible death. Um, so she began working as a bookkeeper to try and support her five daughters that she was left with. And she was also left with all of his debt, you know, all the people coming to the door trying to get his money because he had disappeared. But Elizabeth was reported to be a generally happy child, Although she was troubled by severe asthma and chronic bronchitis. And she actually had to undergo lung surgery at the age of 15 because of this. And doctors advised Elizabeth to relocate to warmer climates during the winter months to prevent further exacerbations. So she would go and spend winters in Miami with family friends. Sounds fabulous. She dropped out of high school in her sophomore year, which for 
as Scottish people would be fourth year or year 11 if you're English. So remember her dad that we spoke about. <clears throat> well, poor Phoebe, Elizabeth's mum, gets a letter of apology from the dad, Cleo, after it turns out he's actually alive and had decided to start a new life in California without his family. He up and left them and left Phoebe to deal with all the debt he had left behind and to raise their children alone. He begged to get back into her life, but Phoebe simply stated that to her, he was still dead. And honestly, I stand Phoebe. Yeah, totally. What an absolute prick. Mm. Anyway, Elizabeth was more forgiving though, and she actually relocated to California to join, join him there after she dropped out of high school. Now, she hadn't seen him since she was six at this point. He was working at a shipyard in San Francisco Bay. They argued quite a lot and didn't get along very smoothly, especially because Elizabeth at this time would run to LA and drink as an underage girl. And it was something that he kind of frowned upon quite a lot. And it's unclear whose choice this was, but it sounds like Cleo might have thrown her out. And Elizabeth moved out after a couple of months of that. But she didn't leave California. She stayed there and began working in Camp Cook. This is a US Army base camp and she worked as a cashier at the cash exchange. She was quickly noticed by the men there and she even won an award for cutie of the week. Nice. Which, by the way, we should start that on Instagram. I know, cutie of the week. And it could just be pets. Send us your pets. <clears throat> this place sounds like it was horrendously toxic and misogynistic. Elizabeth was consistently pressured by the, the servicemen or, you know, and uh, got a reputation for being a quote-unquote tease because she wouldn't do anything more than hold hands. And she reported abuse um, and she left the, the camp shortly after and returned back to Florida, which is where she met Major Matthew Gordon Jr. Matthew was an Army Air Force officer. He was deployed in World War II as a pilot and he sustained significant injuries in a plane crash they kept in contact by letters and Elizabeth told her friends they were engaged at this point when he was recovering. There doesn't really seem to be solid proof that that was the case, but she told friends they were engaged. Shortly after this crash, though, he would be killed in a fatal accident a few weeks before World War II ended. Now, a kind of common theme in a lot of the stories I read about Elizabeth was that I think a lot of the truth might have been embellished a little bit. There was a real wish to be married and with someone, and that's really understandable especially the time we were in like the 30s or was it 30s or 40s anyway that time yeah that time. in the the 40s it's a lot less liberal than what we are now so for feeling pressure now i can't imagine what she was but anyway elizabeth was absolutely heartbroken at matthew's death and she decided she needed to leave florida so she returned back to california this time to los angeles she worked as a waitress and rented a bedroom behind the Florentine Gardens nightclub, which is on Hollywood Boulevard. In Southern California, she visited the Army Air Force Lieutenant Joseph Gordon Fickling, who she had actually met originally in Florida in those winters that she lived there. She had a real soft spot for him, and it was clear that Elizabeth really wished for marriage, sometimes kind of moving things along too fast to help with that. But this fling with, with him was not to last. Around this time, it's documented that Elizabeth was an aspiring actress, but there's actually no evidence that this was ever the case. Really? She's never had like small parts or auditioned for anything. Her mother stated Elizabeth was more kind of focused on fame and wished to become well-known, famous, and kind of had those stars in her eyes. 
But the media has been nothing short of disgusting about poor Elizabeth, and this is going to be a common theme throughout this. Some suggested she worked as a prostitute or escort, but there is absolutely zero evidence of this, and it just kind of seems like another example of the media twisting a brutal crime back onto the victim. So she stayed on occasion at the home of a nightclub owner named Mark Hansen, along with some of her other friends, and she reportedly had to reject his sexual advances very often. There were accusations that this was normal for short because she had developed a reputation as a quote-unquote tease. She was noted for having a rose tattooed on her left leg, and she liked to show this off and catch male attention. And kind of collateral history was that she had, and this is not me saying this, she had, quote, a lot of men in her life. But she enjoyed company of men and she wanted men who were able to pay their way, which is where people think that this rumour of being a prostitute came from. I'm like, girl has standards. Don't come for her. I know. And this is absolutely astonishing that I'm about to say the sentence. But based on this, the fact that she was rejecting this guy, the LAPD wondered if Elizabeth was a lesbian. Because they couldn't grasp the fact she just wasn't interested. Liberties. So that's the asshats that the LAPD were, presuming that she was a lesbian because she said no to a man. But she was. Join the club, babes. (laughs) Actually. So we're going to move on to Elizabeth's last days. So Elizabeth was last seen in person on January the 9th, 1947. Remember... She was found on January the 15th. Yeah. So there's a six-day kind of gap. The last person to ever see her alive was a man called Robert Manley. This was a 25-year-old asswipe who was dating Elizabeth at the time. But he was married to another woman. Had been for 15 months and his wife had not long given birth to their first child. That's why he's called an asswipe. <laughs> he denies anything more than kissing Elizabeth, saying that it was a test for him. To show that he really loved his wife. Shut the fuck up. So it's dickhead number two of the story. Um, Anyway, he claims he drove Elizabeth to the Biltmore Hotel in downtown in Los Angeles, where Elizabeth told him she was going to meet her sister, who was visiting from London, on the afternoon of January the 9th. Several witnesses did see Elizabeth using a telephone in the hotel lobby, but there's no real kind of corroboration that her sister was meant to go there. And then she was seen after this in the evening in Crown Grill Cocktail Lounge, which is about 600 metres away from the hotel she was last seen in. Honestly, I listened to podcasts about this and would really recommend the True Crime and Cocktails episode about this. And from what they said and from like reading into it, it kind of almost sounds like she needed a lift and then was like, I've got to go, my sister's here. Yeah. But her sister wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't blame her if he's the douche that's got a wife. Anyway anyway some of my anger is coming out here so we're going to move on to the murder so six days later after she was last seen Elizabeth's body was found like I said by Betty Bersinger who was on a walk with her three year old daughter just over six miles from where she was last seen the reason that Betty thought Elizabeth was a mannequin because was because of just how pale she was and she describes an almost like bright whiteness to her skin. And that is because her body had been completely drained of any blood. 
Elizabeth's body had been cut in half completely between the second and third lumbar vertebrae in a procedure taught to medical students in the 30 that's called a hemicorporectomy. This is a radical surgery procedure in which the body below the waist is amputated by transecting the lumbar spine and is used very rarely, almost never, in the management of osteomyelitis, tumours and severe pressure ulcers. Now, I've been a medical student. I have no idea why medical students would be taught that. Yeah, that's weird. Right? There are only 66 cases in the world that have ever ever had this happen. The last recorded case was 2019, which is quite wild to think about. The surgical procedure is typically done in two stages, but it is possible to conduct it in one stage. The first stage is the discontinuation of the functions of your body that obviously spill into the lower half of your body. So you would need a colostomy, you need a stoma bag, um, and they'd need to like kind of make uh, an attachment between intestines that go that far and then they would amputate at the lumbar spine Fucking hell. now it's likely that the recent world war ii had had an impact on the medical student teaching um because the advancement of surgical management of war wounds was so prominent at this time radical management of injured soldiers on the field must must have been needed yeah, where I thought they would use that kind of thing. Yeah, like it must have been a, like a worst case scenario. We need to know how to do this. Teaching medical students that, hey, I, I don't know if I'm with that. Um, my brain doesn't really fully understand why medical students of all people were taught this because medical students, I mean, I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they were on the front line of World War II. So why are you teaching them? Anyway. So, like I said, Elizabeth's body was completely transected at the lumbar spine. That meant her body was found in two parts. Her body had been posed very intentionally. This upper half of her body, she's lying on her back and her hands are up beside her head, kind of like in that relaxing lying down pose. Mm-hmm. And um, her legs are spread in the bottom half of her body that was found. And this is going to get grim and I know I gave a trigger warning, but I'm going to go into detail here and it, and it is pretty brutal. So... Because she was transected into two parts, the intestine was severed at the level of the duodenum. There's very little ecchymosis, which is kind of like bruising of internal tissues, where it was cut. So that is something that could tell us that the procedure was performed after she died. So the duodenum is kind of like the first part of the intestines. So the fact that it was cut there means like the vast majority of her small and all all of her large intestine would have been in the bottom half. And whoever had laid her there had tucked them behind her bum. What? By posing her body. They'd like tucked it to make it neater. The way they posed her. Like it was so intentional. There was another large laceration that was just over four inches or 11 centimetres long, which is from her umbilicus, which is the medical word for belly button, to her suprapubic region, which is around where your bladder is. And it's a vertical line. Her skull wasn't broken, there was no fractures, but there was contusions noted on the frontal region and on the right side of her scalp. And there was some bleeding in her subarachnoid space in this right side, which is consistent with being hit in the head. But the cause of her death was determined to be hemorrhaging from lacerations to her face. Lacerations on her face were almost four inches on each side. Her face had been carved into what is known as a Glasgow smile. 
which is where you're basically cut to have a giant smile from mouth to ear. Yeah. And it's said to have originated in Glasgow, Scotland. Um, and Tommy Flanagan, the actor, actually has scars from when he was attacked and somebody carved a Glasgow smile on his face. Bloody hell. Outside a nightclub, just a random attack. Um, and these were determined to have been done when she was alive. So I, I didn't know that fact about it. Sorry, I'm just looking... By the way, you know people dress up like her as a Halloween. I know, it's horrendous. It's so disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. I didn't know that. My God. So, no, no. So the cause of death was hemorrhaging from lacerations to her face and shock from blows to the head and face that she'd suffered. The medical examiner also noted that Elizabeth's anal canal was dilated at almost two inches. So that suggests that she might have been anally raped before her death. But samples were taken from her body to test for the presence of sperm, but they they did come back negative. That doesn't mean she wasn't raped, though. Yeah. So this poor girl has gone through such an ordeal, and it's hard to say how long it went on for, but there is evidence on her wrists and hands, her wrists and hands, her wrists and ankles, that she was held down by ligatures, and she had been intentionally drained of all of her blood. The media went wild. In a classically sexist and misogynistic way, they referred to her as an adventuress who was last seen in a tight skirt and a sheer blouse. She was nicknamed the Black Dahlia after the film The Blue Dahlia, but changed it to black because of her you know, gorgeous dark hair and her striking good looks. And in a final note in this episode regarding assholes, news reporters called Elizabeth's mum when the news broke saying that she had won a beauty contest and asked for more information about Elizabeth, her hobbies, and tried to pry as much personal personal information that they could. And not till the end of the phone call they went, oh, by the way, she's dead. (gasps) Oh, my God. disgusting. Just to make it worse, it doesn't stop there. After they'd done this, they offered to pay... Phoebe, her mum's airfare and accommodation in Los Angeles to, quote, help with police investigation. But this is actually to get more lies, more information from her and to keep her away from police so they could sell their scoop on the Black Dahlia. So this poor woman didn't even know her, her child was dead. That's so disgusting. Isn't it just awful? Awful. So, yeah, her body was found and... Um, something that I didn't mention because to be honest I don't really think it's relevant it's brought up in a lot of podcasts but um, as I mentioned that Elizabeth underage drank she got caught and arrested one time when she was drinking but because of that her fingerprints could be matched to the body and so they were sent to the FBI via a device at the time that you could send photographs and they were matched to Elizabeth Short and it blew up in the media, absolutely blew up. And it was so sexualized. And um, there's just some arsehole newspapers. And one of them posted an article that was literally titled Sex Fiend Slaying. (gasps) The way she was treated in the media, this poor girl. And it breaks my heart that from like speaking to her mum, like all that she dreamed of really was fame. And she did achieve that after she died. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's just awful what had happened to her. Um 
So I'm going to end this episode here and we're going to look into theories next week over who could have done this. By the way, sorry to interrupt before you end. I can't believe she was only 22. I thought she was much older than that. No, she was only 22. Oh my God. It's actually heartbreaking and I wish she were treated with a bit more respect. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Like like mm-hmm. you said, people are dressing up as her for Halloween. Yeah. This is like it's... a 22-year-old girl who was brutally murdered. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like the lack of respect that she faced even after she died, like the lay in her body like that, it's inexcusable. Yeah. But it's also inexcusable to like be like, oh, I'd love to find out more information. She's won a beauty contest. Oh, by the way, she's dead. Yeah, that's that's just horrendous. Isn't it just awful? But there's still so much to cover. There has been so much in terms of evidence that obviously if it happened nowadays, her murder would have been caught on DNA. But without DNA back then, like there wasn't a huge amount to go on and a lot of people had alibis. But another really interesting point is that, you know how I mentioned that she had a rose tattoo on her thigh that she quote liked to show off? Mm-hmm. That was cut off before she was placed. So I think from reading that, that the person who did this thought from by removing that she wouldn't be able to be identified yeah but because her fingerprints wouldn't have been in the system unless she'd been arrested for underage drinking or maybe it was somebody who was in like a smited lover or whatever i don't know i don't know i mean the fact that that body was cut completely in half like with surgical precision tells me it's something personally i think it's somebody medical oh it's got to be but we will talk about it in next week's episode. Ooh, well, I'm excited. I actually, thank you so much, by the way. I, I actually didn't know anything about Black Dahlia at all. Mm-hmm. I know all were in infamy, you know, mm-hmm. and ref- cultural references and stuff, but I didn't know about that It's all. awful. And do you know what's really heartbreaking? Like, I just want to give her a hug. I want to go back in the time machine and give her, I mean, I want to go back in the time machine and, and save her. But I also just want to, like, give this girl a hug, like... Um, so she had really badly decayed teeth was another like distinguishing feature and it is mentioned on her autopsy and she used to literally melt paraffin wax and mold it into the shape of a tooth to put in her mouth because she was so embarrassed oh that's such a shame yeah it's just oh awful so this has been made only with complete respect to Elizabeth Short and the way she was treated was awful and next week we're going to look at who could have possibly done this to her because it's still unsolved. And there's actually, when we spoke week more about the paranormal stuff, there's a there's a Ghost Adventures episode on this. Oh yeah, actually I've seen that. Yeah, it's really really good. Um, and she is seen wandering about places in the hotel she was last seen at. So we will get into that next week, guys. Cool, excited. I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, enjoyed is maybe not the right word. Yeah. Hope you feel more informed. Yeah. I hope you like this little touching our toes in the pond of true crime. (laughs) 
I know. I know. It's exciting to do true crime, isn't it? Because it's, it's like... a nice break. It's a nice break. I have to say, I thought it would be less scary, but it's actually more scary. Because <laughs> you're like, somebody could do that. I know, because you're reading into the real horrors of man's working. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks but for yeah. tuning in, guys. And like, listen, we did listen. We put the poll up. We got 100% response saying, do true crime. Ooh. Yeah, thanks, guys, for doing the poll. Thank and you, thank guys. you, Olivia, for a great episode. Well, part one. This is part one of the Black Dahlia. We'll be back next week for theories and Elizabeth's spirit that is still seen. I think we should all just take a moment to actually think about Elizabeth Short, not the sensationalized Black Dahlia. I think we should actually think about like her as a human, that 22-year-old girl who lost her life to an asshat man, let's face it. Yeah, probably. Okay, guys. Um, if you want more tangents, if you want more chit-chat, if you want a monthly bonus episode, go and, uh, go and subscribe on Patreon. Please. It's patreon.com slash isthisplacehaunted. We've got our Insta at isthisplacehauntedpodcast. We do polls there. We post ghost videos there. We're sexy bitches there. <laughs> We've got it all. <laughs> One of us is. Uh, you're a sexy bitch. <laughs> Do you see that with my best pal? <laughs> Thanks, babes. Um, yeah, this is quite a heavy episode, I feel. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I'm going to have to, yeah. Actually, I might watch a documentary about it now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's heavy and my bits get heavier, though. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just watch a documentary about it. It's really interesting, isn't it? So I really, I did hope you guys liked it. I tried to make it as respectfully researched as possible and make it, you know, about Elizabeth as a person rather than about, like, the Black Dahlia case. And, like, yeah, definitely. No. The poor girl. So we'll see you next week. Please join us for that episode. Please give us a follow. Please rate and review us. It takes two seconds. It'll make such a difference. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.